0: Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge.
1: And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Thank you for joining another episode of the Recruitment Flex podcast. I'm Shelly and my almost famous co-host,
0: Mr. Serge Boudreau. What are you talking almost famous? I'm fully famous.
1: Everywhere I go, they're like, oh, do you know Serge.
0: Kelly, I am HR famous. <laughs> One day you'll be HR famous too.
1: Okay, I long for that day.
0: Talking about HR famous, we do mm-hmm. have someone HR famous joining us today. And before people ask, we are not related, even though we have the same last name. I'm very excited to welcome Eve Boudreaux, the CEO of Alongside and All On Board. Eve, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Eve Boudreaux. Again, not related. But for the audience to know, Eve is based in Moncton, New Brunswick, where I was born. We actually have never met until a week ago. You are HR famous, but maybe our audience doesn't know who Eve is. So can you tell us a little bit about who is Eve Boudreaux and how did you get into HR tech?
2: I don't know about HR famous. I used to be famous for wearing cat t-shirts with sports jackets. That was my claim to fame. Yeah. So I am originally from Bathurst, New Brunswick, which is even a smaller place. And I started my own company when I was 19 years old. So I always had entrepreneurial blood Mm. in me. First company being a boutique design agency. And back in the day in the you know, late 90s, early 2000s. We work with private banks in Switzerland, record labels, movie production company. And we did it all from a small town of about 12,000. And then we were aqua hired, I guess is the term. People hired my team, didn't give us any money for it. And then we joined this larger marketing agency which had a completely different culture and work environment, which was not a good fit for me at all. Ended up being uh, let go, we'll say politely, after giving me a whole bunch of shots of tequila, which was a really weird way to fire someone. So basically Is that
1: before took- noon or afternoon?
2: That was like, like 6 p.m. They took me out <laughs> for a planning session to a bar, fed me tequila and told me that I wasn't part of their long-term plans. So anyway, <laughs> that oh, was... Wow. <laughs> So I learned some HR lessons very early on in my life of of things not to do. No, it was a good experience. I was really young. I didn't really know how to run a company, I think, at the level that I need to work in economic development for five years, which I enjoyed because I was able to share lessons of my own entrepreneurial adventures to help other founders and other companies avoid the same mistakes I had made. And uh, at that point, uh, that's when I started to discover that there was a lot of challenge in the HR space. And two things that companies were struggling the most with were access to capital and access to to talent or to at least find great people to hire. So I just get consumed by the whole concept. Anytime that the odds are stacked against me, that's when I perform at my best. And I figured there was no space to get into in 2011, 2012 or so when we started, there's no other space other than HR that was more broken and messed up to get into. So I was like, I'm going to try to take on this challenge of building better products in this space. I don't have an HR background per se, but I've been in the space for over eight years now. I've learned a lot of my lessons the hard way. Does that bring us up to
1: Alongside? What year did you start Alongside?
2: Yeah, so um, Alongside was originally called Kimple. Q I M P L. Sorry, say what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why we rebranded Kimple. Q-I-M-P-L-E. We just needed a name because we had a really good looking product and we just needed to attach a brand to it. And we kept saying that we want to build a product that was quick and simple for small businesses to use. And so we just went with Kimple, which is combining quick and simple. And the .com, believe it or not, the .com was available. But well, one of the challenges we had, similar challenges as, as, as we just had at uh, this very moment, but uh, a lot of people would call it Pimple, Quimble, Nimple. Um, Time to
1: change the name.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We re- branded to Alongside. And if you go to Alongside under the About Us page, uh, you'll see a little bit about the story of the brand. It's essentially three balloons that kind of form a heart when you connect all three of those balloons together. And so we're the center balloon, which basically we bridge the connection between employers and job seekers. And that's that's the basis for our logo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was the birth of Alongside as we are today.
1: I, I do have something here that I, I think our audience would be absolutely fascinated to know. Ian Siegel, CEO of ZipRecruiter, personally said that Alongside is one of the best ATSs that he has seen.
2: Yeah. Explain. I, that is, that's huge. In, I, th- I believe it was like in 2018 that this happened. Whenever someone signed up to our product, we have Slack set up and everyone can see right away who signs up. So we can act very quickly and get in front of, of those potential leads. And one of the names that signed up was it was Ian. And I recognized the name, but in that very moment, I wasn't 100% sure. So I Googled it. Sure enough, it was a CEO of ZipRecruiter. And I emailed them right away. And I said, I assume you might want to talk to me because he was obviously snooping on our product. And I think what had happened was we were actually uh, successful in convincing some of their customers to come over to our platform, especially when they had just made some adjustments to their pricing. I I wasn't sure which version of Ian I was going to get when we get on the phone because he right away he's like, here's my cell call me. As soon as we get on the phone, I was like, am I going to get the angry version of Ian? You know, where he's threatening us, but he was very gracious. It was probably a 20 minutes or so conversation. But one of the things that he started was he's like, I think you guys have the best looking ATS on the market. Uh, He said, I've looked at all of them. And he said, other than workable, which I think are probably in the same categories. He's like, are you guys making millions of dollars? And I was like, I wish. But fortunately we weren't, you know, for me I, that day meant a lot because as a team, we was a very small team at our peak, we were 14 employees. And to put all this work into it and to have the CEO of a company that was for on sure. its way to generating 400 million a year, to have that compliment about our product reinvigorated our team and gave us some assurance that we're on the right track. So uh, we've kept in touch since, but not on a consistent level.
1: Just let me add one more thing, Serge, I know you're dying to jump in here too, but what would you point to about alongside as an ATS that just makes it so good?
2: It's got personality and it also removes a lot of the intimidation factors that, especially in the early days, but one of the constant comments we used to get was around how easy it was to use and the fact that it was still very robust, but it didn't feel intimidating to anyone that may or may not have had the technological background or even the HR background in terms of using it. So there's a lot of guidance. There's a lot of best practices and their and customer support is bar none. All of those things combined created a much better experience. One of the novel features that we had in the early days was the automatic distribution of those jobs to over 30 different job boards. It's a bit of a commodity today, but in the early days of our company, that's something that everyone wanted. They just wanted to be able to create their job posting once, select a whole bunch of different avenues for it and then distribute it from there.
0: This year, you release a new product called All Onboard. You've had a lot of success with Alongside.
2: Tell us a little bit about All Onboard. All Onboard was originally going to be part of Alongside. We had a pretty extensive roadmap for Alongside around actually building Alongside. I hate the terms 2.0, but we'll just use it for today. And the onboarding was essentially a feature within Alongside. But what we realized for it to be an efficient feature or product, It had to live on its own because onboarding was such a challenge that embedded as a checklist product within the ATS wasn't going to serve the purpose that we had for it. So alongside, I would say, is actually a little bit more of a process automation platform where as a company, you can map out what your onboarding processes are within our product. And then once you've done that, you can automate all of the different interactions that need to happen to create a really great experience from coordinating with your team to sending out documents that need to be signed at certain times in the the process to having a pulse over how the onboarding process is going from user feedback uh, along the way so people can improve at different stages. But it is primarily used as an onboarding product, but we've already had companies who've found other use cases for it because of the automation working so well for them. So we're gonna let them use it the way they wanna use it for the time being. But as far as an experience goes, the ones who have used it, we've had some people saying that it saved over 80% of their administrative time that they used to put into this. And, and more importantly, I think it creates a better experience on both sides. The company is better represented They create a much better first impression. And then the new person joining feels like they're going to be a really valuable member of the team. Those are the more important features.
1: Can I just ask, does alongside then talk to all on board, do the two connect? Because that's usually the biggest challenge, right? Is that you've got all their information in there. Now we've hired them. I love an automated uh, process for onboarding because I think most companies, the touch points for a new hire is anywhere from what, 20 to 85
2: yeah, Different exactly. things
1: need to happen just to have a new person start. But do the two of them talk?
2: They don't today, but the only reason that they're, they're not talking right now is because we had plans to potentially pivot completely into All On Board. And some of the technology used in All On Board is a little bit more uh, recent than some of the technology we used in Alongside, because Alongside was started in uh, 2013. We want to employ best te- practices and not really limit ourselves. What we're going to do now is elevate Alongside. From a technology standpoint, to be able to communicate with all on board and essentially have all our products have a singular experience. And from a technology standpoint, being built on the same platform, we were debating completely pivoting to all on board because we saw a ton of opportunities for it to be a standalone business. But there's some things that happened in the last 12 months or so that changed our mind. Like
1: technology or what's changed your mind? Shelly, uh, I'm just getting there right now.
2: <laughs> Are you stealing the thunder? Someone's stealing some thunder here. <laughs> I was trying Search. to hit that. In,
1: but yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> He's leading us.
0: I, I got to be completely honest. I'm a big fan of Alongside, All On Board. But the main reason that I wanted to bring you onto the show is the news that you have coming up. The reason this is exciting for me is I've been in the Canadian job board market for a really long time. I spent uh, a lot of my critical working years in this space. And one that I'm very familiar with, first of all, because it's one of the biggest ones in Canada, it's also where I grew up and where I looked for my first job was Mm -hmm. on this career site. I guess I'm letting the cat out of the bag, but
2: can you tell us, Yves Boudreaux, Who did you just acquire? Well, I alluded earlier on in the conversation to the fact that one of our key features we had was the ability to distribute to different job boards through alongside. Through that feature, we actually, you know, had a number of partnerships over the years at different degrees. And one of those partnerships was uh, careerbeacon.com. And so Caribbean, depending on where your audience is, they may not be as familiar, but as far as their their market share on the Canadian East Coast, they're still the the dominant player, even with all the different players that have come up in the space over the last few years. And they even have decent presence in Ontario as well. So they do have a, a really great footprint. In 2017, we ended up doing a partnership with Caribbean where we essentially took over Caribbean. Rebuilt it from the ground up. CareerBeacon was a platform that had not been really updated from a technology standpoint for about 17 years. Oh, come on. It had some incremental updates that were made, but the back end of it and some of the Mm. the data. So we untangled that and rebuilt it from the ground up until we came into the picture. If you wanted to post a job on CareerBeacon, for the most part, you either had to call or email them with your job posting. And you had to do your transaction over the phone uh, via a number of back and forth. So one of the key features we built is the self-serve components, which everybody else has and had had at that point for a number of years. And the partnership has been good. It's been really well received once we relaunched Caribbean in 2018. Obviously, there was more sophistication to the product. There was, I guess, a, a facelift that made it seem a little bit more modern. But what we realized was in late 2020 with the pandemic and as a company, we were trying to figure out what does the long-term future look for us. Mm-hmm. And we had these three great platforms that we all had that were with a small team that we're managing alongside and the same group essentially of four for most of 2021. So we were managing Career Beacon, we're managing alongside, and we're managing all on board with those four individuals. <laughs> I'm really excited because we've got about 10 people joining us here in a couple of weeks. But sorry, long story short is we approached CareerBeacon in, in late 2020 and said, look, we wanted to move into a different direction in 2021. Mm-hmm. We're very entrepreneurial. We were missing the risk elements of, of running a business because we're in a bit of a comfort zone where all of these things were generating you know, decent revenue for the size of the company we were. But my co-founder Benoit and I sat down and said, this is not what we signed up for. This is not really a, well, where we want to see the company go forward. So I emailed the vice president of the parent company when i said look this is not all a threat but we do want to move into a different direction in 2021 and i gave them options and one of the <laughs> options was we would like to acquire career beacon. not knowing if i would be able to come up with the money originally they said no but eventually they they agreed to the offer we made and then i spent basically all of 2021 trying to convince my investors and also the banks and everyone that was willing to give us a dollar essentially this was a great opportunity so took, oh, i didn't get a, a call mostly, did you get a you know, call
0: search n- no but i i would We're go on the call East. list like if someone has money it's shelly so you should oh, next no. Eve.
2: You have known better i should have i, I should have sorry
0: <laughs> there, there's a couple of things in there that i do want to dig in deeper indeed has pretty much gone in every market Across the world and be able Mm -hmm. to dominate. And this has happened in Canada. Obviously, I was at Workopolis when Indy came in the market. They really took uh, Workopolis to the shed, I guess we would. (laughs) But the one place and the one player that they have not been able to shake Mm -hmm. up is Career Beacon in Atlantic Canada, which is still the dominant player almost eight Nine years after Indeed has come into the market and be really aggressive. So, kudos to Career Beacon, kudos mm-hmm. to you to buying and holding off the Indeed train that it is. So, now you've got a bigger challenge, right? You've got Atlantic Canada, but really the growth is outside of Atlantic Canada. From your perspective, what is your strategy to be able to grow Career Beacon to be bigger in Canada
2: and maybe in other parts of the world? as far as all of our investor decks, Indeed, ZipRecruiter and Talent all the, at the forefront of who we believe we're going to run into at one point or another. And Atlanta kind of functions a little bit as an island from the rest of Canada. So if you've been on an island, the people that live on the islands don't tend to let you know strangers or new people come in very easily. They've had a little bit of that advantage, but at the same time, We have seen the competitive pressure, the luxury of of being in Atlantic Canada and not being faced with that competitive pressure is is not there anymore. We have customers who use Indeed and use CareerBeacon and use talent and all of the other platforms we talked about. Yes, we are going to run into Indeed and we're going to run into all of those different competitors. We all collectively know that they're dominant, but I think there's also a lot of gaps into their offering and they're all busy fighting each other. I hope there's a lot of people listening to this podcast, but hopefully not too many. So you can just let us focus on what we need to do. <laughs> Don't pay any to attention the radar. to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Until we're...
1: nothing happening over here. Nothing to see. <laughs> exactly. Nothing to see. I must say having the applicant tracking system And I've always said this, like, why wouldn't you just offer it all in one? It's a a software as a solution, zero implementation, everything's in the cloud, but you've got your ATS, you've got your onboarding tool and now a job board. Yeah, Like, why wouldn't you with the Indeed hiring platform? It's really an ATS. What Mm -hmm. do I need an ATS for? Other than all the data stays in their world versus, yes, it's my data, but no, not really. Yeah. It's all in the indeed stratosphere. Am I on the right track? Like you've got the ATS, the onboarding, and and now a job board.
2: Yeah. So if we look at the different steps of the hiring process, we do have some gaps, but our goal is to offer the most complete set of tools. Our advantage is all of our products have been built by us and the gaps that we need to fill, letters of offer, and, and we're going to look and explore payroll and benefits and other things of that nature. We can still have that singular experience across all of our products, which is going to be key for us mm-hmm. to have a successful venture here moving forward. I would actually look at Career Beacon as a talent marketplace that's going to be embedded in a full suite of products that a company can go in, sign up, and, you know, a la like help select what they need. But without having to learn how to use 10 different products. <laughs> So, what is your target market? Is this a small
0: business play? Is it an enterprise play? Where do you want to be at?
2: The job board itself tends to be a small business play, especially a job board that's been agnostic from an industry perspective over its 18, 20 years of existence. So, I think for us, we're going to definitely maintain that. And a lot of our original tools, as I mentioned, Kimple back in the day was really you know, tailored for uh, SMBs. There's going to be still some components there, but there'll be some aspects of the offering that can go up market. I think from 50 to 1,000 employees is kind of the range. And even the 1,000 gets pretty high up. So potentially like 50 to, to 500 is more of a, of a sweet spot. But the products we've built can be used as simple as a, of a way as you'd want. Alongside All On Board and even Crew the, the way we built it has always been to make it usable for small businesses. But within those products, there's a lot of very robust functionality that a larger company could use all on board to onboard classes of 50 new hires per week if they wanted to. It's built that way that it can be used at you know the different stages. But it'll be more of a communication challenge, like making sure that we're not trying to be this to this size company and then something else, to a different size company. So there'll be some challenges there for us to try to bring everything into that sweet spot. To go
0: back to an earlier question, if we look at the market and we look at the Canadian landscape, we recently had Job Ilico get bought out. And Job Ilico has tried to expand their reach outside of Quebec and focus on Ontario and uh, Western Canada. We've got Indeed with 75% market share We've got Zip Recruiter that's growing quickly. We've got Talent, and I know you mentioned you're trying to stay on the radar. One particular point you want to grow, right? You want to build this outside of Atlantic Canada. Mm-hmm. Is that your strategy, or are you happy with just maintaining
2: status quo and not worrying about the rest of Canada or the rest of the world? I've never lived my life status. I don't do a status quo in anything I do in life. So for me, that's definitely not going to be the plan. And my co-founder and I have taken some very substantial risk as part of this too. This is not completely investor back. But no, our goal is, I would say, going coast to coast, at least in Canada for the next uh, 24 months, 36 months, uh, and then really focus on, on establishing career Ricken's presence in markets where it hasn't been known. And we have other plans from additional acquisitions to partnerships is going to be a big key for us. We want to... uh, put ourselves out there and be receptive to working with other, I think offering complimentary services as well. One of the companies that I love in Canada is called VanHack. Every job that gets posted on Caribbean gets a ton of applicants that come outside of Canada from people that want to move here and likely have the skills and the talent necessary to fill roles here. But uh, a lot of companies aren't really equipped to go through that process. And so a company like VanHack is great for me to be able to say, here's some references for those situations where uh, Van Hack could come into and help those people applying, but also help the companies go through the process as well. So for me, I want to be very receptive to going with a partnership first approach and not in a way that Indeed is, which we all know is not true partnerships. So that's definitely not how I envision growing this business.
0: How do you foresee it working with programmatic
2: programmatic is definitely on the radar for us. Career Beacon has not had the same level of market presence in the in the last few years. Programmatic, I think, will be an option that's we're going to add once we feel that we've hit you know, certain thresholds in terms of uh, visibility. But one of the things that going back to the original product, which all fits in, is the distribution that we had back in the day for alongside to distribute the different job boards. What our plan is today is to to reevaluate that and look at more intelligent distribution, not necessarily just to other job boards, but to different social media platforms and other avenues that we can do in the background on behalf of the employer without them necessarily have to learn how social media works or to determine what is the right budget and what are the keywords and what are the things that you need to put in to have success there. We have some working prototypes of that too already in place that I'm really excited about, but there's not a, a glaring, this is what's going to make us different, but I think there's going to be all of these incremental improvements that's going to create a much differentiated experience for everyone. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we always talk about the employer side of this equation. And I know the the secret sauce really means that candidates have a great experience because although it's the companies who pay the bills without candidates, they're 50% of your equation. And oh. if nobody Outside of Atlantic Canada, has even heard of Career Beacon because you could talk to 50 talent acquisition leaders from Ontario to Vancouver and they've never heard of Career Beacon, mm-hmm. never mind candidates. Because yes, you can buy wonderful technology, you can use social media, Google for jobs, all of that. But at the end of the day, if the candidate experience isn't wow, and really answering those things. That's just such a shitty experience for candidates. So talk a bit about the, the candidate side of the equation, because that's what I've not heard you talk about at all.
2: Which is funny because that's definitely the thing that's most important to me. When you said 50-50, like I would say it's more 90-10 internally. One of the things that I didn't get into when we talked about what made Alongside successful in the early days and even in recent years is candidates love the actual application process for Alongside. And we may change that in the future, but today we're not one of the ATS that just lets you attach a resume and hit submit but we guide the applicants through the process. We guide employers to create great job descriptions that, that will convert and get attention. We do the same thing with job seekers. So we actually uh, have the same kind of level of guidance when they do apply. They get a little assessment on the right side that gives them the best practices. You know, Keep your intro short, keep your description of the things you've done. Don't go back you know, 20 years to talk about the fact that you were part of the school council, but try to, to be as relevant as you can within a certain uh, period of time. And it's it's not a just attach resume submit. It, what it does is it parses the information and lets you adjust it because a lot of the ETSs that parse the data on the back end, the job seeker has no idea if their resume is even going to uh, look the way it's intended to look on the back end. So we actually present it to the job seekers first and we say here's how your resume is going to look and give them the opportunity to make any corrections or any adjustments that you need to make so that the employers will see the real versions that they should have intended to see in the first place. So a lot of those best practices is going to live across all of our products. It always has. Anything that we build, we always put ourselves in the shoes of the targeted individuals to see how well they feel at each of these steps. But to get the attention of job seekers, it's definitely going to be our biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a costly challenge. But if they know that at the end of the day, they sign up to Career Beacon or any of our products, that they not only get a dashboard with a place to manage their resumes, but they get guidance, they get best practices, they get tools that allow them to increase their chances of finding gainful, successful employment, which is what we intend to do. We're even looking at interview practicing, resume reviews to a certain degree. We haven't really fleshed that out completely yet, but showing that we do things with intent and with care versus just being a number in the vast, Uh, Mm -hmm. Indeed database. Uh, Hopefully we'll connect with people, but it's definitely going to be our biggest challenge. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. and, And the good news is everyone's looking for an alternative to Indeed, not saying Indeed is bad in any way, but it's not good to have all your eggs in one basket. Candidate acquisition in the job board space is the most difficult thing. And many have failed, maybe not fail originally, but their brand is just gone down. We can go through the graveyard of job boards throughout the years. In saying all that, we have job boards, but then we have the whole HR tech landscape. And there Mm -hmm. is so much noise in in this particular space that it's really hard for recruitment practitioners to know what they should use, what's works, what's coming up. You are a veteran of this industry. I'd be curious to know what you think is going to be the biggest disruptor in the HR tech space in the next couple of years.
2: I don't know if this is going to be a popular opinion, but I don't know that it's going to be AI the way that everyone says it's going to be AI today. There's some use cases for AI, especially in repeatable process and human processes that have human error involved. But the way that AI is being used to make decisions around who is the best human to join your company is it's not there yet to me today. So I'll leave it at that. But I think that the biggest disruption it's in the way that companies need to present themselves. It's not necessarily an adjustment per se from a technology standpoint. Like uh, technology is great, but the biggest thing, pandemic and post-pandemic, everyone is in this dire situation right now, where everyone's saying that no one's gonna wants to work anymore. And this, I forget what is it, the great great, great resignation, the great resignation. Thank you. To me, that's a little bit over dramatic. I think the companies that Adjust and adapt really well to the changing landscape are still going to be able to find amazing people. It, and even so, maybe even easier than they had in the past, because all the ones who don't do a great job at it are going to just stick out even more than they ever have before. As far as the technology goes, it's helping companies present what makes them special and what makes them unique. And it's not just about paying more money to these individuals that intend to hire. What are their values as a company? What kind of environment do they create? And what kind of flexibility do they offer? There's going to be some innovation. That there. Recruitment marketing is something that has made some headway over the last few years, but I think it's going to come back a little bit differently than what it was intended to be in the first place. For job seekers, too, we all talk about how employers need to adapt, but on the job seeker side as well, the situation of the last two years is a little bit of an anomaly. If anything, it's going to be a bit of a hybrid of what the last two years have been and what the workforce used to be before. But The reality is not all these companies can make those adjustments. Not all companies can have all their talent be work remotely or have the flexibility that uh, tech companies can offer. Everyone's going to have to adapt expectations on both sides. And I think there'll be some interesting technology that comes out of that.
0: I agree. I think the biggest thing that people are looking for is an authentic voice from the companies and who can do the best job of doing that is going to be the ones that will attract the most talent. So Eve, I'm really happy to have another Boudreaux on the recruitment flex is probably the first and last time we will
2: have a second <laughs> Boudreaux. So that's great. The last time that you know, how many Boudreaux are out there? That's going to be another one that's doing something in HR.
0: Maybe, or probably 10 years from now, maybe someone from New Browns week again. But it, it was so good to have you on the show. I'm uh, very excited to see mm-hmm. someone from my home province really doing well. I think you have massive challenges in front of you. Running a job board is one of the most complicated jobs in the HR tech world, but I feel confident that you can take it on and really do a good job at it. And thank you for breaking the news on our show. Thank
2: you both for having me. It was I, I enjoyed every minute of this. Perfect. Thank
1: you, Eve. It was uh, wonderful to hear your story. And um, I reserve the right to have maybe – Uh, another episode of the boudreaux in stereo show because i just i just can't get enough of being surrounded by handsome men so uh (laughs) thank you please come back again Uh, you want an update
2: anytime i'd love to Thank thank you you